conversation day um let us know speak let us know that you're here per usual we're gonna pray in we're going to introduce ourselves and then we're just gonna give y'all whatever god has given us and it's gonna be fun so let's pray dear god i just thank you for being you for being our father i thank you for being our friend i thank you for being our way maker and provider please forgive us for any and all sins that we have committed against you in this moment god we welcome you into this space and say that you can just throw your weight around let your glory fall sit in the midst of this conversation and commune with your children you can um think through our minds and speak through our li lips and give us the tongue of the learn through the power of your holy spirit god we just want to have fun we just want to hear from you we just want to commune with you we just want to converse with you as well as one another and um in hopes of it being edifying and enriching and informational for your people as well as ourselves so let this be a definitely an iron sharpening iron moment um that is filled with lightness with love lord god but with truth with clarity lord god um unapologetically yours and unapologetically focused and unapologetically powerful because we are in your presence. So I just thank you, God. I love you. I ask whatever it is that your children have need of, whether it is mentally, physically, relationally, spiritually, or financially, that you meet that need, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, everybody. I am your conversationalist, Cassandra Lenore, and I am joined by... Just gotta, like... We gotta say, because what if somebody join in, like and listen on the podcast and they just decide that they want to start on episode 15. So we're just going to pray in and not introduce ourselves. Uh, Dana Kyle. And I, I even decided to leave out the fact that you was a conversationalist. So I was just like, I'm your conversationalist, Cassandra Lenore, and I'm joined by, I didn't even say I'm joined by my co-conversationalist. I was over here trying to, you know, meet you in the middle and you still wasn't about that life. So anyway, <laughs> on Tuesday, uh, we have Bible study for 2030s, and we've been in Philippians 1, and we've been there the entire quarantine, actually, but that just shows you how, like, juicy and good it is. So we actually had started in the middle, and so once we finally got to the end of Philippians 1, we were like, okay, let's go to the beginning now. And so we're up to Philippians 1, 6, and... It was an interesting conversation. I feel like it wasn't as like Bible-y as it was more relation, like relatable to people. I can't explain it, but it was just more of a discussion than it was a teaching. And so I wanted to bring that discussion here. That's the next story. Let's do it. So Philippians 1.6 is a popular verse, um, usually well-cited, being confident of this very thing, this is Paul speaking, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of, until the day of Jesus Christ or bring it to completion in other versions. And so of course, obviously, people usually focus on the fact that the he who has begun a good work in you will complete it at the day of Jesus Christ. Meaning whatever God, work was that he ordained for you to do on earth 
that he started in you will come to completion. And as we were discussing in Bible study, that completion will be at the day of Jesus Christ, not necessarily at the day that you transition. So people's legacies, people's works continue on even after we transition and people's works are ongoing until the day of Jesus Christ, until the rapture, until the end. And so you may plant a seed, may never see it harvest, or you may begin to see it bloom and its full harvest may not show its face until years, decades, who knows how far down the line. But this good work is in you and this having faith in the fact that none of your, basically none of your labor in God is in vain, mm -hmm. right? So then we were focusing mainly on, well then, what are good works? Because obviously all work isn't good, all work isn't of God. So what, you know, are the good works that Paul's referring to? And so in 1 Thessalonians 1 and 3, it talks about the works being, or work being work of faith, labor of love, and steadfastness of hope. And when I was studying to prepare for the Bible study, what God gave me in terms of what work of faith, labor of love, and steadfastness of hope is, is his God-ordained purposes, callings, and assignments. Wow. And, so, and studying that, I received multiple verses and scriptures to support, you know, purposes, assignments, and callings. But those scriptures and the revelation and understanding God was giving me while I was studying helped me really clarify and break down the difference between purposes, callings, and assignments. Mm. And I don't know if it's that important to do. Like, I don't know if a person needs to necessarily know the difference between their purpose, their calling, and their assignment, but I don't think it's harmful to know at least. So the... I actually think that it is good, though, for as far as clarity-wise, because something that you can think that is your purpose, right, can just be an assignment, which means assignments are temporary. And so you are operating with the labor of love and feeling overwhelmed, thinking like this is going to last forever and may even grow weary and well-doing because you think it's your purpose. And you could be wholeheartedly and solely dedicating all your time, energy, efforts, faith to this one thing. And this is just an assignment. It's just temporary. It's just for this season. So I think it's cool or good to know um, because it can help you along your journey. That's true. And it's good to know the difference between them because assignments could be revoked. Mm. So assignments could be revoked, callings and purposes cannot. So when you get something revoked for you from you, you if you, like you said, mixed it up and thought it was your purpose, you might now feel like, oh, I don't have any purpose anymore. I don't have God doesn't have any more use of me when it's like, no, brother, it was just an assignment. And the Bible actually says assignments could be revoked. I'm trying to find a scripture because I have multiple scriptures written down. Um, yeah, so Romans eleven twenty nine says, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't say the assignments, even though the Bible talks about assignments. So it doesn't say that assignments are irrevocable. It says the gifts and the calling are irrevocable. So your calling and your gifts, and you use your gifts for your call, your purpose, and your assignments, the gifts and the call, and ultimately the calling, which is used for the purpose because Romans 8, 28, all things work together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. So called according to shows that calling and purpose are different mm -hmm. because God's purpose or God's purpose for you is his purpose, you know, to, to further his purpose. And so you're called according to that purpose. Mm -hmm. So calling and purpose are different. But anyway, the gifts that you have 
are used to help you in your assignments, your calling, and your purpose. So the gifts and the call are irrevocable, but it doesn't say assignments. So assignments are irrevocable. And you could also see that exemplified in like Exodus, where we look at Moses, where Moses had an assignment to lead the people into the promised land. Mm -hmm. And he was supposed to see the land of milk and honey, and he was supposed to do that. But then when he disobeyed God and hit the rock with his staff, rather than speaking to it as God instructed him to, Jesus, God rather was like, all right, just for that, now you're not going to see the promised land. So he revoked that assignment. He Moses was the one who was assigned to lead the people into the promised land. That only didn't happen because it was revoked because of his disobedience and his frustration with the people. And then was given obviously to Joshua, but that was an assignment. So some people might think like you said, mixing it up, Moses' purpose was to lead people into the promised land. That wasn't his purpose, that was one of his assignments, just like the 10 commandments was one of his assignments. And so it's good to understand the difference between assignments because then you can understand that it could be revoked mm -hmm. and that revocation can come from disobedience, from your own delay, like standing in your own way and refusing to, I guess, do things in the way that God instructed you to do them, which I guess is disobedience too. Mm -hmm. Fear, trust, doubt, all these things can help or add to or lead to revocation of assignments. However, don't be dismayed and thinking that because you were pulled from this assignment that that means you no longer have a calling or a purpose. You still have those things because they are irrevocable. And that's so good. Girl, you said so much and it's so good. Like I need the audio from Tuesday. Um, I just interesting to it. The auto, audio, I was wondering if that link was audio. That well, thing I, I sent you in the email, it's not, it's the video and audio. It's an MP4. Oh girl. I ain't click it. But yes. Okay, well, because God provided an answer before I had the question. Before I even asked you to send it, he already did. How about that? The Lord knows the desires of my heart. Um, but what is very interesting that you spoke about is about how sometimes our purpose cannot be fully fulfilled while we're here on earth, right? And that reminds me of this illustration. And you even talked about like, you know, you kind of alluded to it or mentioned it, but I, that reminds me of this illustration that I consistently talk about, about like kind of like seed time and harvest, but like my whole apple, um, my apple seed metaphor, I guess. And I have this these mentors who started this amazing thing that are, they're doing amazing work and God gave them this vision. And um, they put like all of this money into it, like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars into it. They have put all their faith, like stop doing everything else just to do what it is that they believe that God called them to do. And after the launch in the first year, it didn't necessarily take off how they expected it to. It didn't do and it's full blown ministry, too. And it didn't do what they necessary or what God had revealed to them that it was going to do or they glimpse or whatever. And I remember they was like, you know, we're just going to keep on going until we see the full manifestation of God. Like, you know, although I cried, I just yell, scream, shout uh, one second. Although I cried, cried, yell, scream and shout it. Um, 
I, I'm going to just continue to move forward until I see the full manifestation. Like after a year, two years, you know, they still were going, they still were giving their all, still remaining faithful, still investing their own money. And it was growing, but still, again, not at the rate that God had revealed to them. And I remember I was riding in the car with uh, my mentor's husband one day, and he said that a friend asked him, if you were to never see it fully manifested, would you still give God your yes? And he said that he paused and they looked at each other and was like, yeah, I guess so. And so basically the friend was asking, what if you never see like in your natural body, this vision that God gave you in, in its full manifestation? And he just used that initial glimpse and that initial vision to get you start, get you started to, to make you go so that, you know, this thing can live, outlive you because it's not about you. It's about giving God glory to God and about fulfilling what he has called you to do in this season. And so it made me think about how I'm always talking about finding your core creation and what seeds has God planted on the inside of you that once you birth into the world will change the total trajectory of your bloodline. Right. I always talk about this. And then I started really doing research and really getting to understand it because I'm always specifically speaking to a seed, which is an apple seed. I'm not talking about like a dandelion or a sunflower or something like I'm talking about an apple tree. And I started looking into that and I just minimum for an apple tree to grow to full manifestation is at least 70 years. So let's say that you start, you find, discover your seed and plant that seed. Let's, I'm going to just make up an age, 40, right? 70 years, there's no necessarily a guarantee that you will see this full tree manifest and you will get to reap the harvest and eat of its fruit. However, that doesn't mean that somebody else won't be able to. And that kind of gave me greater revelation that sometimes God has us planting seeds that aren't for us. Maybe we're supposed to eat off the seeds or pick up the torch, kind of like Joshua did from the Moses generation. And we are not only supposed to carry their torch, but also find, discover and plant our own seeds, um, which I guess is our purpose and our calling, which what I believe leads us to clarity of what our purpose is, is sometimes fulfilling the assignments. Just taking one step at a time as God continues to reveal to us who and what it is. Um, I, I just feel like sometimes we get so overly concerned in the assignments that we may lose sight of what the purpose actually is, because the purpose can be bigger than us. It can be bigger than this one season. It can be bigger than our lifetime. Those were my biggest takeaways, because I'm just like, this is so good, Dana. Like, um, I just think that it is extremely important for us to know the purpose i actually dang that i don't think about it. i actually did a bible no a sermon on this like two maybe two or three years ago and i talked about the uh, purpose and the calling and defined actually what those things uh what they actually mean and how you can like i guess discover them or how god can reveal them to you so that you can have clarity in the difference so i'm glad that this is a conversation because Sometimes it's, it's necessary and needed in, in season and out of season to be reminded um, of the wisdom and the revelation that God has given you. If we even look at like um, any or all of the black civil rights liberation um, leaders, ain't none of them see the manifestation of their labor. Like they might have seen the immediate manifestation like if you look at the um, slave abolitionists, some of them saw the abolition of slavery, but the full manifestation, full manifestation of abolition of slavery, because we're still living in a, just a different form of slavery. They didn't see that. But if you even look at the more famous 
Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King, where he gave the I have a dream speech. Now, I don't know if this was a God-given dream or if this just sounded good in a speech, but maybe he had an actual God-given dream where he saw these things. And we, in, in 2020, always say, we still looking for that dream. Wow. You know, like, this isn't like, this isn't Martin's dream. Like, we still talk about Martin's dream because it still hasn't fully manifested. And that was 1968. So, late, late 60s. Yeah, I should know the years itself. But anyway, um, yeah, so this is, what, 60 years later? Sheesh. And so, well, almost 60 years later, the end of 2020, sorry. But um, yeah, a lot of times, I don't even think that, well, I don't know. I think, I usually think from a liberation standpoint and I've had this conversation with a lot of my friends where they were like, we're not gonna see this in our lifetime. And I'm like, well, I'm never gonna say that because I'm not gonna put power into that because I know the power of my tongue. But if you look at history, they have not. Um, but also one point I wanted to make too when I was studying this is that all assignments are not good. And we have to, we have to sit in that too. God and I always feel good. God and God assigns us bad assignments. Like he told in Job 7 through in the New King James, he says, so I have been allotted months of futility and wearisome nights have been appointed to me. Allotted and appointed, meaning these were assigned to Job. And, we, and when we know the story of Job, Satan had the Satan or whatever had, you know, challenged God and said, he's only faithful because he has a good life. And then God allowed the Satan to wreck Job's entire life. So he was assigned that bad life. He was assigned those months of futility and those wearisome nights. He was appointed that. So God gave him bad assignments and he lived that out. Um, that was specifically assigned to him. And then this on Tuesday gave us the, came into the conversation where we look at martyrs. So you have people like Stephen in the Bible who was assigned to die or one of his assignments was to die. Because the question came up like, was that Stephen or Stephen's purpose was to die? And I was like, well, you know, I don't think it's anyone's purpose to die. I think that it's an assignment. I do think the purpose for Stephen, and obviously you can equate that to Jesus in terms of the death being an ultimate assignment. Um, for Stephen, the purpose being to be the catalyst or advancement of the church, because mm -hmm. Stephen's death is what led to Saul's conversion. Had Stephen not died, Saul would have been converted, which means the start of the church would have happened. So anyway, the assignment was for Stephen to die. That was one of his assignments. And obviously that was Jesus' assignment. And then that came up to the conversation, like was that one of George Floyd's assignments? Mm -hmm. And so all assignments are not good. And so when you're given an assignment and you're like, this doesn't feel good, or this is bad, or this is tragic. Yeah, it still has purpose. Yes, that just might be. Like a lot of times people can look at those things and say they're not of God, they're from the devil, or then they look at themselves, like maybe they did something wrong when that just might be their assignment. Job didn't do anything wrong. That was his assignment. And there was something that he was supposed to learn from that, right? Like you and may- he was supposed to learn from Job. Exactly, all right. Like it, there are lessons in assignments, right? Um, and one of the biggest things that, again, we have to learn that, well, for me, is that when you recognize that this is an assignment, deal with it accordingly. <laughs> like, 
whether it's an assignment, whether it's a blessing, whether whatever it is, whether it's good or it doesn't, it feels unfavorable and doesn't feel good and you cannot see the good in it. You have to remember. And I feel like we have to remember like that God still has a purpose and God still has a plan. And I feel like we kind of talk, spoke about that yesterday. I mean, last week or maybe the week before when we, when I said like, you have to trust God's I think I said something to the effect of trust God's voice when you can't trace his hand or trust God's plan when you can't trace his hand or something to the effect and know that God has a plan, like know that God has, and he is very intentional and very strategic. And he is, um, he knows your name. Like, I think that that is one of the most beautiful things that I'm consistently being reminded of in this season is that like, even when it comes to our assignments, even when it comes to our callings and our purpose, not only does he know our name, he said he would never leave nor forsake us. So even if we have to go through the bad times, we must remember that God either sends or allows it. But regardless of how it got to us, because the enemy cannot do like we already know for we rest not against flesh and blood. So whatever happens to us in our life, the enemy cannot do it without first going to God for permission. So whether God sends it or he allows it, it is from God. So that means that God is with us and he will never bring us to something that he won't bring us through or that is not for his glory, for his edification, for the good of his people and the glor glorifying of his name. And so be encouraged, like be encouraged, especially, but you have to, I think the a great thing that we need to take note of is the importance of asking God like for clarity pertaining to the situations and circumstances, because everything isn't an assignment. Everything isn't sent by God. Everything isn't allowed by God. Sometimes you, whether it is from your good heart, from your personal desires, from what you may think is God without even going to God, can be you putting pressure, stress or putting yourself in an assignment that wasn't given to you. So just like situations and circumstances, everything isn't your assignment. People, everybody ain't your assignment. And you can learn that the hard way because people can be assignments, right? People can be sent in your life for a season for you. It's always twofold. I believe that you're supposed to get something from them as well as give something to them. Like I believe that God just always makes sure that even if it's just a lesson learned, even if it's just a what not to do in these type of situations, like there is always twofold uh, when it comes to assignments. But nevertheless, everybody ain't your assignment. I know that you got a good heart. I know that you love the Lord. I know that you love helping people, but you can be so you can become distracted uh, by helping people that aren't your assignment and it can be used. The enemy can use your good heart um, to distract you from what God has actually assigned you to do in this season. And then another thing that um, Dana spoke about, about disobedience can uh, revoke your assignments i believe that and this isn't necessarily scripture but i believe distractions can keep you from fulfilling them and that's and why i say i believe that is because it's just proven in my life like i can have cl clarity of what and we get assignments every day it doesn't have to be something like super huge like god commands us every day to do something whether big or small and whether we decide to accept the assignment decide to say yes decide to fully devote our focus attention and power in that moment to what god has called and ordained for us to do in that moment in that day i feel like um 
helps to strengthen us when it comes to those larger assignments and helps to strengthen our spiritual ear when we say yes to the smaller things because now we're communing with God, we're conversing with God, we're getting clarity from God. So when it comes to God, is this you? Is this me? Is this the enemy? We have already said yes in the smaller things, quote unquote, that will help us when it comes to the larger things because we've already built that relationship and built that rapport to be able to hear God in the larger things. And so I always use the illustration and the example of when I am going to Chipotle or like deciding like, gosh, I go to Chipotle or should I go home? Like, and th those may seem like little things, but for so many years I was using the little th things to train my spiritual ear. Like I just wanted to hear God more clearly. And so I believe that there, you will find purpose wherever you are because God is with you. But just because there's purpose there doesn't mean that there was is where you were assigned to be, if that makes sense. So I would ask God, like, gosh, should I go to Chipotle or should I go home? And some, if I was to hear go to Chipotle, either I would literally see like, oh, like somebody I was supposed to buy food for or have a conversation with, pray to prayer, salvation, whatever. And be like, oh my gosh, God, like I legit heard from you. But it doesn't always manifest. And so instead of questioning, like, God, was that you? Was that me? Like, we just have to stand firm and confident in, like, I believe that even if I don't fully am not fully able to trace God's hand in this situation, I know that not only God is with me, but the Holy Spirit lives within me. So as it says in Acts 931, I can walk in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. So I can find comfort in the fact that I'm being guided by God. Um, but you cannot allow your assignments, which is the, the purpose of needing clarity. You cannot allow your assignments or a revoked assignment or a failed assignment stop you from moving forward. I lost the tail end of what you said. Stop you from moving forward. Okay. Because uh, I literally my brain going from here to here went blank. That was weird. Anyway, I just wanted to do two things before we come to the close about 30 minutes. One, when you were speaking, obviously the scripture that came to mind was Jeremiah 29 11. For I know the plans that I have for you to clear the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, for a future and a hope. Um, I forgot why that came to mind when you were speaking. But it had because I said God has plans for you. God has a plan. Yeah. And when you don't know what the plan is or you can't see the plan or something like that, that we just have to stand in the word, which God already told us, I have plans for you. So and then just to help like bring or drive the conversation home, the example I used on Tuesday to help make this, I guess, easier or simplified. So this is a very simplified ex example but given the example of purpose versus calling versus assignments a person's purpose may be to learn their calling is to be a student or they may be called to a place like let's say a city to be the student in that city and their assignments are let's say a specific school a specific classroom a specific person in that classroom. If the teacher gives out an actual special assignment, like, hey, student X, I want you to do this assignment. So that assignment that the teacher gives the student, that could be revoked. The person that the student was assigned in those classrooms could be revoked. The student even being in that classroom particularly could be revoked. However, you cannot revoke the fact that this person is called to be a student and you cannot revoke the fact that their purpose is to learn. 
and whatever gifts they have will help them learn, be a student, and complete those assignments. That's good, Fran. Um, as you can tell, I started looking up something, but we don't have time for it. Um, and I'm not going to say I'm going to put it in the comments because I feel like I say that every week and I don't think I ever put it in the comments and none of y'all ever hold me accountable. So. How about you hold yourself accountable? How about that? Because I definitely sent you the video from my Bible study and I told you I sent you the video from my Bible study and then you say, I wish I had the video. I don't recall you saying, saying I'm going to send you the video. I recall the text saying I'm sending you the notes, but I did see the link. I didn't click the link. So let's pray out. Okay, now let read give read the proof. Let, let's show. I'm you the thinking proof. the topic will be purpose, calling, assignment. It kind of falls into the conversation on who your people are when we were talking about David, Esther, and da da da. I did this in Bible study last night. I'll send that over with my notes. Send. What is that? What is that? I, just, I still can't find what I wanted to uh, do, but okay, this is good. I like this conversation. All right, so let me make sure that we don't have any questions, comments, and concerns before we pray out. Somebody said Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. Hold on, I'm going to pull it up. Even though God has been telling me to read Isaiah for years and I always say no because it's boring. It is not boring. Isaiah is mad boring. It don't get good until like chapter 30. Stop it. And it's well, I ain't read it from the beginning. And it's yeah, I read it from the beginning because God was like, Oh, you need to read Isaiah. And I was like, sure. And I was excited. And then because you know, I know a lot of you know particular verses from Isaiah. So I was like, oh, this exactly. is good. But then I started at Isaiah 1 1 and I was like, What's your favorite, or not even your favorite book of the Bible? What's your oh, this is good book of the Bible? First Samuel. Oh, that is good. Hold on. <laughs> First Samuel is my jam. Okay. I was reading that like it was a novel, like Harry Potter, like, ooh, and then what? And then David, oh, that's nice. I like that. Yo, that's how I felt. So the first book I ever read, which is why it's probably my favorite book, the first book I ever read on my own by myself from front to back, beginning to end, is Matthew. And so this was like my freshman year as a uh, in college as a freshman. And I just thought it was like, I was like, oh, there's so much drama because I was just getting out of like, you know, them hood books and stuff. Like, so I, I was like, oh, I ain't even have to go to the world for this stuff. I'm reading it in the Bible. Like what? Like, you know, and then I got exposed to Exodus, which we know Exodus. And I feel like recently I was reading the Samuels like last year when I was like, what? Like, I'm, I just feel like it is. It just keeps getting better. The Kings too, though. But I'm really early in First Kings. My mama said that all the time. She was like, "If you want drama, just go to the Bible. You got murder, baby mamas, lying, backstabbing, gossiping." She said that all the time. But yeah, First Samuel is my jam. Um, but my first, my first Bible story that I ever read that made me interested in the Bible was when I was a child, and my mom used to read to me and the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Wow. So that's my like favorite, one of my favorite Bible stories. But like my jam book as an adult is First Samuel. My my favorite Bible story is Moses now. Moses, I, that's a, it brings me back to Exodus. Mm -hmm. Moses obviously getting the assignment of delivering or leading the Israelites out of Egypt. And then basically that story that goes all the way, the not necessarily the 10 plagues, but really just starting at their exodus and, um, or yeah, 
and going through the wilderness, but more so like the Red Sea, like just that kind of whatever. What what is the Exodus like thirteen or fourteen and fourteen? Um, but I found the scripture, Isaiah fifty five, verse number eight and nine. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Um. My mom. I love that scripture. Yeah, that's my like one of my mom's favorite scriptures. She said it to me all the time. <laughs> I just didn't know where it was. I love that scripture because a lot of times we don't. We have this plan. We have this thought process. We have ideas of what we desire to do or what we think we're supposed to do and when it doesn't necessarily manifest or work out how we thought even if we thought it was god's plan and it ends up not being that thing we have we can find solace in the fact like okay my thoughts are not his thoughts so even me thinking on this high level can't compare to what god was thinking and planning you know or when we do and we think that oh god is calling me and telling me to do this one thing and then when we get to that one thing or manifest that one thing or go to that one place and then see that it's so much greater like god i just had this i just had this in mind like i just saw this being like you just gave me a glimpse you just gave me a preview and it doesn't compare to the full movie i think that that's a great illustration of that scripture or putting ourselves in that scripture. I say it all the time. Like we, we get these glimpses for the movies, you know, when they be showing you like soon to come and then yeah. it will come out like, yeah, trailer. Then it come out like two years later. That'd be like, that's God. Like he will give us a vision, a dream. And we like, Oh, time to go trying to manifest this thing. And then two years later, <laughs> and, but we finally get there. Um, and sometimes we even forget. I know that I see trailers and I'd be so excited about it until the mug says drops April 2023. I'm like, what? And forget all about it, but just continuing to move forward, continuing to go through life. And then around March of April, I mean around March of 2023, those trailers start coming back out, reminding them they go hard and aggressive. So I'm going hard and aggressive and been putting reminders in my phone, making sure my money is good, everything like planning dates with my friends and then when it's when it comes i'm like this was so much greater like this was i get to see the full things of, of what i only got a glimpse of before and so i think that god does that for us quite often is he gives us a glimpse just so that either we can get excited or get into motion and start the preparations and the planning for the purpose so that once we get there not only are we ready and prepared but that we can enjoy the fullness thereof because all things from God are good. All things, that's scripture. All things from God are good, even if it doesn't always feel good. Know that it has purpose and it's going to be for your good. And that's Romans 8, 28. Um, and so with that being said, be encouraged even in the midst of a glimpse. But Romans 8, 28, people always quite quote the first segment where it's like all things work together for those. Um, all things work together for good, but always leave out the part for those who are called according to his purpose. So when... Like, I mean, all things are going to work, but let's not leave out the, for those called according to his purpose. And when you said the, um, but no, wait, it says for those who love the Lord no, and like, so you gotta, it's like, it's a conjunction word exactly. for those who love the Lord and no. are the call according to his purpose and plan. Yeah. 
how people be out here don't love the Lord and don't be called to be like, it's all going to work together. Okay. Anyway, so then the other thing you said with Isaiah 55, my mama always um, quotes that when something's happening that is out of her control. So when it comes to your purposes, assignments, and callings to understand that you're not going to understand everything. And that's just that because your ways are not his ways, your thoughts are not his thoughts. And they never will be. And so a lot of times people die with questions and you're just going to have to ask them questions when you get up there because you might be on this earth with no, without ever having full understanding of purposes, callings, assignments, whatever in life and just understand Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. And that kind of brings me to the other thing I wanted to say before we close because one person on the call had, at, at the end of our Bible search, we always either have reflection questions or discussion questions. So on Tuesday, it was both the discussion and the reflection question on if the people knew their purpose, calling, and assignments, and if they had confidence in knowing that they are good works that will come to the completion of the day of Jesus Christ. But that starts with if you know your good works. And so one of the sisters on the call was saying she don't know nothing, like because a lot of people on the call were saying, I think I, I know my calling, God's revealing assignments, these things are adding up. But one sister was just like, I don't know anything. And I was like, and she was like, and I don't even know how to, you know, come to know these things. And I was like, well, I, had to, I hate to say I was like, but I hate to say what I said. So let me just, after she asked that question, my response was that you have to go to God for all of these um, answers. And that God will reveal these answers in his time and he will reveal them in the way that he knows you will understand. God speaks to everyone differently and he knows what you need to, or he knows how you need to receive from him. So for some people, there may be dreams. For some people, it may be through music. For some people, it may have to be someone directly speaking to them. For others, it may be through journaling. For some people, it can be just a still small voice. For others, it may be through visual arts. However God speaks to you, he knows what how to speak to you so that you will receive. And he knows when to speak to you so that you will receive. And so being open and being intentional, God will give you the answers especially if you're seeking them because Matthew 7, 7, asking, you know, you'll get the answer, seeking, you'll find, knocking, it'll be open unto you. So especially if you're seeking these answers, if you're being intentional and you're being open to receive these, you will, and God will reveal them, how he reveals them and when he reveals them, but also be patient because the revelations may come as crumbs and not some already well-painted out masterpiece of a picture. And I forgot there was another reason why I was saying that. Oh, that God may also, when he's revealing his purpose, coins, and assignments to you, give you warnings. To warn you, tell you like, this is not going to manifest in a month. It's going to manifest in 20 years. He can do that. I know with one of my dreams, for one of my assignments, God told me a lot of people are going to come in the beginning and then a lot of them are going to leave. But the people I need are going to stay. Wow. I never told you that? Oh, yeah. I mean, God be telling me a lot of stuff. But... Yes, he told me that straight up. So when it happened, I wasn't disappointed and I wasn't moved by it. Okay. So when it actually manifested where a lot of people came and then a lot of people left and I was left with three people and it was three people in my dream that God left me with, I was not moved by it. I was not disappointed by it. I didn't prepare. Exactly. I wasn't questioning, like, did I mess up my assignment? Did I think the call? Whatever, whatever. Because God told me. So also be humble and obedient 
and open enough to not only receive revelations for the call, for the assignments and for the purpose, but for everything God has to give you. Because a lot of times he is preparing you so and warning you so that you don't find yourself in despair. I hate that I was looking down. I was listening the whole time, but girl, I done found this. Um, as you know, my computer, I had, I had to go through like emails to find <laughs> to find this sermon um, because I don't have access to it. And I found it. So I promise you guys, I'm going to um, post it as soon as, oh Jesus, as soon as we get off, I'm going to post it. Because um, I also speak about missions. And I feel like um, missions can equate to assignments. Because the definition of a mission is being sent to something that you're sent to complete. And so a mission and assignment, I believe, can go hand to hand. But we can pray out. Dear God, thank you for another day above ground. Thank you for another day to come together. Thank you for the access to technology so that we can come together. We don't take any of it for granted. Thank you for being you. And for being the forgiving God, so please forgive us for any and all sins that keep us away from you, that keep us blocked from hearing from you clearly. Lord God, we ask in this moment that you unblock whatever may be keeping people from being connected to you fully, that may keep them from hearing from you clearly. We ask that you help others who are struggling to connect, find you, hear you, and not doubt when they do so, that they stand in confidence and faith, knowing that they've heard directly from you and that that confidence can then manifest into obedience. Lord God, in this time, please bless everyone who's under the sound of my voice, including myself in whatever season they're in. Reveal to them what needs to be revealed to them in this season, including any purposes, callings, assignments, and giftings. Anything that will help edify, empower, and uplift them and uplift the faith that will help them help you and your purpose, help you and your kingdom that will be used for you and your glory and for you and your purposes. So once again, God, just please move your hand over everyone on these calls, conversations, podcasts, and just show them who you are in a mighty way to the point that they cannot doubt. In Jesus' name I pray and for his sake, amen. Amen. All right. Um, thank you, ladies and gents, for joining us on this here covenant conversation. We will see you next week. Be blessed and encouraged, good people. Bye. Who am I? Am I ready?